Hello, my name is Paul Kearney. I am Professor of Politics and Public Policy, and this is a series of short podcasts to accompany my series of blog posts, which introduce key public policy concepts and theories in 1,000 words. This one is on combining theories and insights, and it's based on two things, the conclusion to my Understanding Public Policy book and an article in the PSJ, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. So it starts off by saying, wouldn't it be a great idea for us to take all these concepts we've been talking about, combine them in some way to make, uh, you know, to make the uh, sum, oh, excuse me, the whole greater than the sum of its parts. Take all of the insights, put them together, much better off. Now, what I'll suggest here is that the potential is for us to be much worse off. There's a great potential for a real jumbled mess, a real confusion about how all these concepts relate to each other. So have a think each time I go through three main strategies. Is this better than one theory done well, with lots of people using the same language and approach to accumulate knowledge? Now the first one uh, I call synthesis, or in some cases in the article, super synthesis. Super synthesis. So we combine the insights of multiple theories, concepts, or models to produce a single theory. Now, the problem starts, I think, when you consider the meaning of each concept that goes into that theory. So have a look at the debates on new institutionalism or, you know, debates about, you know, what policy networks are, or what, you know, what, what uh, the best way of studying them is, and the various meanings of punctuated equilibrium. Now, it prompts us to think, are we really combining elements that are clearly stated and understood in the same way by the same people? Now, the possibility is uh, that you produce a hybrid model or theory without really being able to state honestly that it's based on accumulated knowledge from all of these uh, theories or concepts, rather than a jumble of possibly contradictory ideas. And it's instructive, it's instructive to look at uh, Peter John's approach to this, which is to say you produce a new hybrid theory and you test it against the old. Which one explains new evidence better. Now, to, to my mind, you know, that seems like a reasonable approach, but it does suggest this isn't a way of accumulating knowledge. This is a way of starting again. Second approach is the so-called complementary approach. In this case, you accept that the, these differences, and instead what you're trying to do is accommodate them somehow. So you identify a range of theories and concepts and explore the, the extent to which they explain the same thing in different ways, or they provide new insights with which to compare. Now again, that seems very straightforward and done very well by people like uh, Graham Allison and the Cuban Missile Crisis. But I think if you're talking about modern policy theories rather than you know very closely related concepts, it's very difficult to do each of them full justice. Most of them have associated methods which are labour-intensive, costly, and which puts very few people in a position to make a meaningful comparison drawn on those methods. So consider, for example, imagine you were doing the, you know, the ACF, you might have a, a, a large survey, or a punctuated equilibrium, you might do you know, decades-long um, budgetary or media analysis. Or with an interpretive approach, you might engage on you know, ethnographic work for a significant period of time. 
you imagine trying to do all of those things to, to compare the insights. So instead, what tends to happen is people do these desktop exercises. So they produce a case study themselves, and then they make a superficial comparison of theories. Now, again, that's fair enough, but you would recognize the limitations there. Now, the third approach I would call contradictory. Now, in this uh, context, another option is to simply encourage the independence of theories and some sort of competition between them. So you watch as different research teams produce their own studies and you try and find some way to compare their insights and perhaps uh, pay more attention to one of them or you know reject some of them. Now the, the complication comes when we try to produce and agree rules to decide which theories should deserve most attention or be encouraged. Now you often see such rules described as follows, and, uh, and uh, I would associate this with you know, uh, uh, you know Paul Sabatier or the so-called sort of tongue-in-cheek uh, shootout in the PSG a few years ago. And you know the rules are, are uh, these kind of common scientific rules, uh, which are you know as follows: a theory's methods should be explained so that they can be replicated. The concepts should be clearly defined, logically consistent, and give rise to empirically falsifiable hypotheses. The propositions should be as general as possible. It should set out clearly what the causal processes are, and it should be subject to regular empirical testing and revision. Now, I think th these aims seem you know, intuitively, intuitively appealing and, and uh, straightforward, but let me identify some problems uh, for that approach in the sort of real world of, of uh, you know, policy science. The first is that few, if any, theories or research projects live up to those expectations. And I think the principles, as kind of boldly stated, give a misleading impression of most social scientific research, a lot of which is built on trust rather than replication by outside people. You know, so, I mean, increasingly you know, people do provide you know, a database of their information, but I think you know, it can be a, a small proportion is actually delved into by other people. And I think some of the, you know, the, the proponents of this approach, scientific approach, do something a bit different. You know, they, they subject some of their theory to uh, hypothesis testing, but they tend to insulate the, the so-called hard core of their theory from falsification. The fourth one is probably the most important. The, the study of complex phenomena doesn't allow us to falsify in a simple way because uh, you can interpret your findings or, or even you know, produce findings in so many different ways. And the final thing I think is that few theories are currently popular because they adhere to these principles. Maybe multiple streams is the best example of that. In fact, you would say that science is much more of a social enterprise than the principles suggest. You know, a lot of these theories rise and fall based on the, the energy and the intellectual ability of their proponents. So the alternative, maybe a tweaked alternative, is to say, let's reject that application of rules as too rigid because it holds us all up to a standard that no one will meet. So instead, we might be talking about different people in different disciplines discussing and negotiating the rules that they follow when they engage with each other. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't um, underestimate the difficulty of that. Um, but what I would say is if we're serious about producing rules that we share and you know, submitting our theories to evidence and rigorous testing or however you want to describe that, we accept that most of this is done on trust 
and talking to each other rather than people replicating each other's work. And we start to take some of that replication burden on ourselves by subjecting our own evidence to a form of testing in which we consider the extent to which our findings can be interpreted by ourselves in different and equally plausible ways. Now, I'm not saying that's easy, but, you know, it seems like, you know, a more kind of honest, realistic way of doing things. So what's the, you know, what's the sort of take-home message from all of that? Well, the, the first is this process of combining insights or comparing theories is more of an art than a science. There's not one best way to do it, and it's fraught with difficulty. And we may not be better off than if we had stuck to single theories, done well with, with specialists. So let's talk about how to do it, but be very careful. You know, I think quite a few people have taken my article to mean, uh, you know, let's go off and experiment with lots of combinations. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying, you know, be careful out there. Yeah, that's the message from this podcast and, and that work. Be careful. 